Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have special guest Casey here to talk about Heartstopper and our flag means death. Casey, say hello again. Hi. Casey is my roommate, and you will probably recognize Casey's voice. Maybe. It's been a while. It's been since, a long time. Since they've been on an episode, but uh, they were on our Sense8 episode and mm-hmm. our Spider-Man Homecoming episode. I don't remember the Homecoming one, to be honest, but sure. I believe it. You, you were there. I remember. Okay. <laughs> we sang Help. Um, the song Help, I think. Yes, and we made... Like- we made a what's it, a parody cover yes. of Help and made it to the what we wrote it for for, for Spider Man and then we sang it on <laughs> I don't I can't believe we did that but we did it vaguely familiar <laughs> so fans go go re listen because I don't remember but maybe you will you didn't sing it but you helped with the bum bums you went bum bum that's uh-huh. what you did okay you did the bum bums that's, that's right <laughs> um. You know, kind of the vibe of these two shows. We've got some really excellent um, LGBTQIA situation. Excellent for these both shows. So much love. I love it. I don't know which one to start with. <laughs> um, let's do Our Flag Means Death first. Yeah. Because I think okay. we all watched that before watching Heartstopper. At least that I was, was the other way around. You were the other actually. way around? Actually, actually no. I-, I watched Heartstopper in the middle of me watching our flag, flag means death. So ah, that's fine. Ooh. We can start with our flag means death because I finished that more recently. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Um, yep. Created by Taika Waititi. So. No, it wasn't obviously. created by Taika Waititi. It was created by David Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Director as well in some episodes. Yeah. And producer, all that stuff. Yeah. Taika directed the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then just stars in it. That's it? Or did he, produce, did he produce it? He might have produced it, but it was David Jenkins' creation. Creation, right. Um, a lot of st- still very multicultural cast as well. People from various countries, you know, America, New Zealand, mm-hmm. Scotland, Ireland, England, like everywhere. Um, Australia, you know, so many different kinds of comedians being pirates. Just fantastic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very very short really? summary. It's about a um, a rich noble who always who dreams of adventure. So he ditches his wife and sets yeah. sail to be a pirate. Um, a very like nice pirate. He actually like cares about his crew and cares about their mental health and mm-hmm. their morale and every, gives and them their a wage. Like they talk a lot about like having fruit on on the ship. Um, and so just a very different vibe that you would normally have to a regular pirate ship. And then, um, he kind of runs into Blackbeard, another ship, another captain, and, um, their stories kind of commingle mm-hmm. and they have very fun times. Yeah. Um, and Steed and- Bonnet, the main character played by Reese Darby and Blackbeard, Edward Teach played by Taika Waititi are both real people, real people mm-hmm. in history. And there's a lot of speculation because they do cross paths in real life. Mm-hmm. But there's speculation about what kind of relationship did they actually have in real life. In the show, they have a relation. That's for sure. A, a, a yes. romantic, the starts of a romantic relation. Yes. The very starts. It's a little bit of slow burn, which, you know, I'm here for yeah. all the time. Love a good slow burn. But still slightly unrequited at the end. I mean, spoilers. 
they're not exactly happy at the end because Steed needs to resolve some things mm -hmm. um, with the family that he left. So he's kind of feeling a little bit torn mm -hmm. at the end, which makes sense because he did leave his family. And it, it is, like Casey was saying, a true, true story, really. Like, the base of it is true. Steed being a real person. I listened to that podcast um, that I've told you about before called Noble Blood, and it was like... Mm -hmm. A nice little summary about Steed's life and his gentleman pirating. And they actually were technically like pretty successful pirates. Um, on the whole, they, they, you know, took down some Spanish ships at some point and did that um, kind of, what what is it, where they kind of do the fuckery kind of thing? Like mm -hmm. the, the pranking or something? Mm -hmm. The pranking. Yeah, the they kind of did that as well. And... In the end, both um, Steed and Edward Teach were, like, interested in that whole thing at the end of the series where the, the king says you can be pardoned, the act of grace or whatever. And that was, like, a real thing. And they, like, did that. But, of course, they went right back to pirating. And then Steed ended up getting um, arrested and, and killed eventually. Mm. So the two of them were kind of separated at that point, And then they both died within like a year of each other or something like that but That's they did occupy the same ship for a little bit as co-captains mm -hmm. That's <laughs> which cute. is like crazy mm -hmm. That's which is yeah. cute. exactly what happens on this show but mm -hmm. part of the way this show really captures you is because these are adults and usually we see coming out stories when mm -hmm. people are young so kids mm -hmm. or teenagers, but these are adults, older adults, middle-aged adults, finding yeah. themselves, finding relationships. And I saw a lot of praise for it, especially on TikTok and Tumblr, because it gave adults who have come out, especially during the pandemic, coming mm -hmm. to terms with their sexuality and identity, something to look forward to. Um which is, we'll talk about it when we get to Heartstopper. Um, same kind of thing gave people something to look forward to and made people hopeful for their own relationships because they would see themselves as either Blackbeard or Steed and just was like, I could have that someday. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. We need more of these older adult stories about coming out and finding yourself in relationships. That was my cat. Um, and I, you have to keep reminding yourself, like, this is canon. Like, this isn't queer baiting. They, they are actually falling in love. Yeah. It's wonderful. Like when Lucius is there with them and they're flirting by the fire, like on their little, um, treasure hunt. Yes. And, I oh love my God, like <laughs> He's like, oh Lucius my God, my this favorite. is happening. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, this is happening. And it was like so obvious that they were flirting. So it was very cute. Mm -hmm. And it just, I really enjoy that they just really, really lean into it. And it wasn't, you know, like you were saying, a lot of these shows that we've been watching for a long time, especially if it's two male leads, like Sherlock is an example, people mm -hmm. really want to ship them, but they don't. They're not overt about it. They're usually like, oh, these two characters really care about each other in some way. Um, but it's never like so clear that they're gay or something or, you know, or bisexual or anything like that. So this is like a very specific, like they really are being very obvious about it and very like, and they even kiss, you know, it's not even like, oh, they're just, they care about each other a lot or something. It's like, no, they really do like have these attraction to each other. And that's just so exciting. And, it, like, we really have not seen that <laughs> a lot, like mm -hmm. you were saying, with middle-aged people. Um, and these actors who've been around for a really long time. Reese Darby, you know, we've known him for a long time in a lot of things. And he's very funny. And I think in this show, he's like, particularly adorable because he's got that emotional side to him that we have not seen too much because he's usually not the main character of something. He's mm -hmm. usually a side character. Um you know, or, or somebody like Murray and Flight of the Concords, where he's just kind of funny. Um, yeah, or even so like this very brief character in um, What We Do in the Shadows. I think he was like a, what, part mm -hmm. of the werewolves in, in the original yeah. What We Do in the Shadows movie. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. think he's been in the show yet. The No, but he exists in that universe, so it's like yeah. he could. But 
It's yeah. just like a very, yeah, he exists in so many different kinds of universes as Reese Darby, and I've seen him in so many things, and it's just so great to see him in a lead. Like, he really deserves it, because he's a great actor and a great comedian, and he's just adorable, and it's great. I love that we're living in this time where the show could be on HBO Max, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's got a decent budget, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, I really, li- I really like streaming services like HBO Max and, I mean, even Hulu kind of, like, branches out sometimes. But I feel like Netflix and HBO Max are the ones that are, like, really trying to tell more stories, really trying to have, like... I know Netflix is going to be a lot more centered around more quality instead of quantity, I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, since good. when? <laughs> uh, they're going to start, okay? okay? They're going to start like, doing they're that. They're going to start. They need it. It won't be immediate, probably, but this is just the rumor I heard. And if that's true, then, then yeah, I mean, I like, I like when they take a chance on, on newer people to the industry. I like that, even if they're good or they're bad, at least they're giving people a shot. But I would like a bit more quality stuff. So I'm not like watching something, oh, because it's someone new or, oh, because it's this different story, but it is actually really good too. Mm -hmm. And if it really, they just needs more money to be better, then maybe this is just what they need to focus on. But I want to go back to talking about Reese Darby because I felt like I really liked their relationship and how it was a really nice slow build and it felt very natural. But I feel like it mm-hmm. was a little bit hard for me since I'm very used to Reese being in a very comedic role to yeah. really have him fit in this romantic kind of character. I think he did great and I'm really excited for season two, but it was a little tough for me. But I did think mm-hmm. he was really great. I love that he had the lead role and I really loved his character. It was just a little hard for me to like really see him as like a romantic sort of man. I don't know. I'm not that attracted to him, so it was a little hard, but I'm not either, <laughs> but I am for Taika. And yes. I don't think I had yeah. I I can't think of anything that I had really seen recent that that I recognized. I know he's been in things oh. that I've seen. But he wasn't a recognizable face to me. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the first, like, three episodes waiting for Taika to show up. But mm-hmm. I thought he actually did really well with the romantic thing because I didn't have any, like, mm-hmm. mental image of him before and any of the other stuff he's been in that I know I have seen. Especially um, in the episode where they're on the deck of the ship and it's nighttime and the line, you wear fine things well, that, ooh. Oh my god. It was really cute. It's so it was good. Really cute. Well, and I think his character to me, I think Blackbeard's character was written to maybe fall first a little bit. You kind of I feel like I saw a little bit more simping on Blackbeard's side <laughs> before before Reese's character, before um Steed like kind of caught on because I'm pretty sure he didn't go out to sea to expect a beautiful man to fall on his lap. I think he just wanted yeah. an adventure and he wanted to have a ship. And he's very focused on being a captain and being a good captain that it kind of takes him a bit to kind of catch on. And so, like, and which is what I think was done really well. Like, he, but, like, you actually see them start to grow as a couple, and it's really cute. I feel like Steed fell into Blackbeard's lap. Think so? Yeah. Especially in the episode, I think it might have been episode three, where Steed is hurt. And Mm -hmm. so Blackbeard Mm -hmm. ends up taking care of him. And it's before Steed knows that this is Blackbeard and immediately makes this connection with him. And he's like, here's my secret closet. Here's all these things. And let's change clothes. Let's have a fun time. Like, how wild is that? Oh, my goodness. They're so silly. And I think they capture the silliness of actually being a pirate really well. Because there's so much of being a pirate that we don't see in other pirate shows. Like, you think of Pirates Mm -hmm. of the Caribbean and... I'm blanking on every other pirate show ever. Um, but like <laughs> there there's another apparently gay pirate show that we need to watch called Black Sails. Oh yeah. Um oh, so yes, definitely need to check that out. Yeah. But uh yeah, what other pirate, <laughs> other pirate Well there's shows like are there? there's like navy things like, you know, mm-hmm. master and commander, Something stuff like, like that. that. But nothing like very there's not a lot. There's like because it's kind of difficult to make them work, right? Like, people have to be into pirates, which is why this show, I think, is like, it's out of the blue. We haven't had anything pirate-related in a long time. So them coming into this with, like, oh, we're going to make a pirate show, it's like, I think it's a very risky move, but the reason that they went with it was because 
the people who are creating it are well-known comedians, well-known. So, like, you can't really just have this be out of nowhere. It needs to have some kind of backing of, like, trust that they're going to write something that's good that people are going to like. Um, and it probably helps that Taika's a part of it because yeah. he's just such a big yeah. name in the industry right now. So, Ed. It just, he just has to be, anything he's attached to right now, they're just, like, throwing money at it, you know? And it's been like that for years now. You know, it's like, because he's a great creator and a, you know, funny, interesting person. Yeah. Charismatic person. So you're going to want to, like, push that so that people will watch it. Yeah. Have some kind of draw to that. Um, He brings a personality to everything that he does that I think... A lot of things are missing right now. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of drama out. Like, what is the... Like, I'm tired of only watching things that are dramatic. I want comedy. I want something a little bit more lighthearted. And and when you think of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, there's, like, mythology with that. There's magic in there. This had no magic. Mm-hmm. This is about real mm-hmm. people that did horrible, awful things. Mm-hmm. And we love them. We love them despite all the we horrible... We want them awful- to succeed. <laughs> But it does have that whimsicalness to it in a lot of ways because of the comedy. Yeah. Like, they're they're dropped off at some random island, like, you know, and it looks hilarious. It's, like, clearly a set. Yes. You know, it's, like, so, so it's not, like, so realistic. It's kind of, like, crazy that they can just find each other wherever they're at in the middle of the ocean sometimes. And, like, it, it, your your suspension is is like okay like lucius gets pushed off but like he's not dead right like he's somewhere he like, can't be he angry. better not, not be i refuse to believe i'm gonna that be man so mad i love that he's man. my favorite character you can't just push him off the boat he's and expect him not character. to come back you think you're so cute actually i think i'm so so but i've decided to carry myself like i'm cute I just, what a line yeah the actors are amazing. casey did watch the show twice so i did they will definitely oh, have that's it. fantastic and you know me and holding on to things in my brain it's 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 out the door right now. I find things and I latch onto them, and Our Flag Means Death and Heartstopper are the things that have really kept yeah. me going for the past few months at least. I got so many TikToks from Casey after Our Flag Means Death. I so wanted many. a tattoo. So many. You still it's do. Great. I yeah, I mean I still do. Yeah. What do you what kind what do you want to get? Very, very classic. I've seen people already get it. Um a lighthouse with like Kraken tentacles coming up around it, but I want it. I don't want it big. I want it pretty small, um, or maybe maybe something even different because we haven't even talked about like some of the side relationships in the show, but things relating to Jim and all of one day, mm-hmm. like oh, so good, such oh, good representation. Lovely. Like so hard so to good. find non-binary representation, and actually played by a non-binary actor, Vico Ortiz. God, I love mm-hmm. them. They are mm-hmm. iconic. Talk about new talent bringing new people into the industry and they have just i would say a wonderful fan base because once again older adults trying to find pieces of them pieces of themselves in media and they found it in vico they found it in in taika you know Mm -hmm. there's it's so good yeah there are only a handful of like known faces in the show like fred armison Mm -hmm. um Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Um, <laughs> so Will funny. Arnett. Yeah. Um, is, is the guy that plays um, Hands, is he... Is oh, he, yes. Is he another Con O'Neill. Yes, yeah. he is. He's Con O'Neill's pretty famous. Um, yeah. It, He's in the same. Batman. Remember yeah. we watched him in the Batman? Batman? Yes. The new Batman? Yes. The new one. Yeah. Yeah, he plays a cop. Um, uh-huh. Rory Kinnear I've seen in other things. And he also... Recently was in the, um, which he plays the Admiral, the, the twins, the British twins. He he was in this oh, yes, Christian Four movie. Christian Shaw and Nick Kroll. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That was such a funny episode, too. So, so funny. So, oh, yes, um, this guy, yeah. Ewan Brenner is also in, like, Train Spotting. Really famous Scottish person. Um, and Christian Nairn, who's in um, Game of Thrones, who, you know, he plays. Um, yep. Uh, what's it? Hodor. Yeah, Hodor. And yeah, I mean, they've just got like a bunch of kind of smaller. I actually recognized Matthew Mayer, who plays Black Pete with the the lisp. Mm-hmm. I recognized him, his voice, because Danny's playing the last um, GTA game, Grand Theft Auto, and I like heard his voice 
acting. Mm. And I like was like, oh, that's the guy in our flag reads death. Oh. And that game was from like 2014 or something. Like, Does he actually like, have a lisp? Or was that in a character the, choice? In the game, it sounds not as is obvious. I mm-hmm. think maybe that's probably a character choice for him. But he does have a very fun voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a voice actor in, in the game, so he's got kind of an interesting, you know, uh, way that he speaks. But I don't know. I think there's just, yeah, there is some newer people. There's obviously more elevation of, like, other um, um, Maori actors as well because they're all New Zealand people like David Fane and... Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always great. And also Joel Joel Fry, he's like a more well-known act, like comedian. Mm-hmm. I think it's just this kind of show is going to bring bring them up like they're they're now going to be more visible for people, you know, who didn't just watch that movie yesterday or something. Mm-hmm. Or Cruella. Mm. <laughs> Joel Fry was in that. Yeah. That's true. The person that plays Roach, his name's Samba. He actually was just on tour with Three Starby, op- being his opening act. For his comedy oh, okay. show. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't know if it was an every show thing, but at least one of the ones I saw a video of from somebody that was on TikTok, they did like a, an announcement before they went on saying like, go Roach, go entertain the guests and everything. Like, go make them a meal. So they were like in character for a little <laughs> bit of it. Oh, cute. Is he still on tour? Could you guys go see him? I don't know. Um, He already went through L.A., and actually, oh, okay. Vico showed up at one of the shows, and so they had a cute moment um, of reuniting together. <laughs> and Vico taught Reese how to say Puerto Rico with a correct accent. Oh. <laughs> you guys should go to more things. You're in L.A. There's so many people doing things all we the time. We have two <laughs> pandemics. Alessandra, two. Oh, I know. But, you know, they've got, like, comedians going to net things now, so... And those cost more money. Accessible. I don't got money. I'm, yeah, that's I'm true. about they are to not expensive. have any money. So always like a hundred dollars or something. Oh yeah. Let's see. I'm looking through. Uh, you guys just keep talking, but I was gonna look through the trivia. Oh yeah. So somebody I follow on TikTok, she has been doing this deep dive into fan fiction, and. Uh-huh. When the show first came out, there was only a handful of fan fictions that were being created. But as of a few days ago, maybe two days ago, on AO3, there are now 10,000 fics tagged with Our Flag Means Death. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Give us a couple and it's like, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I when when I was in the very midst of my obsession, before Heartstopper came out, because I just i shifted um i was reading fan fiction all the time about Mm -hmm. steed and blackbeard i just loved it and it's i hate waiting for things i really do no patience so Mm -hmm. i needed the happy ending to happen because it does not end with a happy ending but i have high hopes for season two they've also moved the production from la they were filming in la and now i think they've moved it to new zealand Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but I'm related to Blackbeard, I think. No. <laughs> yeah, what? according to my grandma. Yeah. I don't know exactly how. I have to figure that out. <laughs> but I think he's up on, in the chain. I mean, this guy probably had a lot of children, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Blackbeard so. fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the real Edward Teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'll try to figure it out. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Getting anything out of elders is a little difficult sometimes. <laughs> figure it out on ancestry. Wait, go down, Emily. What, which one? It says Vico Ortiz cried when they read the script because the writers, three of whom are also non-binary, like Ortiz, had taken such care to create space for the non-binary character Jim. Oh, that makes me so happy! Oh my gosh, talk about representation up the wazoo. It was great. Also, the the lovely relationship with Olu was just oh. so Olu was sweet. was down bad for Jim. <laughs> he does so, so simpy. 
Oh my god. Sipping hard. Would do anything Love for that it. person. And oh in the end, goodness. Lucius and um <laughs> Black Pete. Yeah, Black Pete. Like Black Pete called Lucius babe at one point and uh, I just I cried. It was so funny. Like I just love I loved it. <laughs> I can't. They have such good lines in the show too. Like they really the one that do. rings in my head constantly is Man for sale. Man for sale. Man for sale. Take a look at this I really, booty. I liked it when both Blackbeard and Steed were kind of hurting it a little bit i think it was pretty cute when steve was just kind of watching them overnight and, and lucius was like hey hey buddy maybe maybe take your eyes off that <laughs> <laughs> and he was like in so much pain i did love that the fucking episode when lucius like had to get his finger like it, oh it was God. so hilarious that whole episode was so funny i think that one and the one where they have to go on the french ship with all of the aristocrats. I thought that was also very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, just the randomness of these people and the things that they were doing. <laughs> just... Also good commentary on on spite and revenge and just getting back at people. Because Edward Blackbeard was all for like bludgeoning, hurting. Yeah. And Steed knew exactly how to drive his point home with words. They they made such a good pair. Also, yeah. I have to say, the little purple flowers or ribbons and Tyka's beard really got me. <laughs> really got me. So cute. They remind me of, like, the gay beards um, Instagram. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And they just put all those different things in their beards. It's so it. cute. I love it so much. Oh, my God. Um, I like this trivia up here. It says, while Reese Darby and Tyka Waititi stuck to the script during dramatic moments, there are still some improv moments in the series uh, Watiti confirmed that the restaurant scene as well as the foot touch were both improvised. I would get the foot oh, touch as a tattoo for that sure. That foot touch is iconic. <sighs> Amazing. And then just laying and looking at each other. Iconic. Oh, Edward being so. like, I'm here with you, my dude. I'm not going anywhere. And then Steed dares leave that man on the fucking dock I well i know they're flawed individuals i mean like they're not gonna do everything they gotta have some drama but it is very it's good because they really are the writers are giving us what we want while simultaneously making it interesting so you kind of have to have that balance and it's not too much of waiting like emily's book where the people don't kiss for three books <laughs> Like, they really are making it, like, more... <laughs> it's real good when so you finally get this. to it. It wasn't. No, it's not, Emily. It actually wasn't, what? though. So, maybe... The, the, maybe the, the whole drowning the kiss. Heaven's official blessing. Oh, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's not satisfying at all. It's a little all. different. Okay. It's, a, it's, a little, it's a little different. It's not marketed as... Let's not talk about this right now. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to talk about heaven's official blessing right now. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Here we go. I, I had a comment. Um, <laughs> um, when I was watching this show, I really wanted to keep comparing it to, to what we do in The Shadows, but they are very mm-hmm. different shows. And I actually like mm-hmm. them both for their own very different um, setups and stories and just very different uh, show styles. If you had to compare the characters, who would you compare them to? Because I just immediately went, not just Jim. Yes, um, and yeah, yes, and a little bit of Blackbeard though, because Nadja, she's yeah, um, mm-hmm. she's she's pretty. Um, fuck yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll, no, okay, so, may, so maybe hands, a little bit of hands. Like she's kind of, she's kind of, she's kind of insane, especially third season. She's she's going, uh-huh. she's going crazy. Or fourth season. Well, who would who would um who would Laszlo be? <sighs> maybe like a little bit of Lucius because he's he's like a little just a little bit of a character. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think they're all just they're very different. The scenario is very different. Like, it is. Yeah, it's very hard to compare these characters. They're very different characters. Um, <laughs> Guillermo's totally different. Yeah. Oh, Guillermo. Guillermo's Guillermo. Or Fang. Or maybe com- yeah. combo. Maybe. 
Yeah. <laughs> Colin Robinson is Will Arnett. <laughs> Have you ever been sketched? Have you ever been sketched? <laughs> I love that part. I love that part. <laughs> the way he would just get out of doing so. Oh, God. I fucking love that man. He's my favorite character. <laughs> I know. He's I'm favorite. telling you. I love him. He's so the best much. one. Oh he's God. a good he's facial just... actor too. His facial oh, expressions are iconic. So good. Who would Nandor be? Maybe a little bit of Steed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe some of the crew. Um, the one that's afraid of cats, Joel oh. Fry. What's his name? Oh. Frenchie. Frenchie. Yeah. yeah. Frenchie. The cute one. <laughs> the cute one. He's cute. He is cute. Yeah, Joel Fry's pretty cute. So cute. Yeah. Okay, but all oh, one day, he's very so cute. Oh, I know. So oh my cute. god. Sam. He does have the face. I feel like I feel like Guillermo sure. would be a little bit of all one day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah. Because he's kind of just like, a soft soul. A little bit. Even though yeah, but he doesn't anymore. have the like aggressiveness that like yeah. that yeah. Guillermo develops. Guillermo starts off as like a very sweet character and then kind of becomes a little bit more aggressive. Guillermo's <laughs> doing his best, okay? <laughs> yeah. With what he has to work with, which isn't much. <laughs> oh. Okay, but yeah. this is not this is not the what we do in the shadows episode. We will do that another time. Okay. Um, do we want to take a quick break and then talk about Heartstopper? Yes, perfect. All right, Let's take a break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hardstopper. Good thing we did this one second because I feel like we're going to have a lot to say about this about this show um heartstopper a little bit of a history um is originally a webtoon comic that you can read online for free so definitely Mm -hmm. if you are fans of heartstopper check out either buy the comics which are now for the first four Mm -hmm. are out in print or get a webtoon account it's on there all of it for free um and it's so did you read them all we casey and i are up to date on nice it's there she's kind of just uh alice oswin's taking a hiatus yes. mental health break also mm-hmm. working on season two of heartstopper creating the mm-hmm. script and everything um so so they're kind of just posting like little like guest comics like people will different people right will yeah. just write um little side comics just to put in the characters and like the most recent one was like a D situation um <laughs> yes okay Pod has joined. What do you have to say, Pod? Say something. <laughs> Tapping. Oh, are you there? There you go. Oh, oh hi, Pod. Okay. Um, all right. Read the, read the comic. It's so good. Okay, the show. Here we go. Okay, so... <laughs> there are very few things in my life right now that bring me just unbridled joy. Heartstopper is one of them. I've watched it three times. Um, mm-hmm. It makes me cry. And we every watched it time. separately. Why did we watch it not at the same time? I was at my parents' house and decided to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I and we I separated. watched. I think I watched the first eight episodes all in one night, and mm-hmm. I couldn't finish the last two because I needed to go to bed. But then I watched it first thing the next morning, and then later that day I restarted it, and I can literally. <laughs> 
I can literally name each episode title except for like one of them, I think. So one's called Meat. Second mm-hmm. is called Crush. Third is Kiss. Mm-hmm. Fourth is Secret. Fifth, I don't remember what that one is. Six is Girls. Seven. I don't remember. <laughs> Bully. Oh, okay. So Bully and then Boyfriends is eight. Yes. So I was wrong. After- I watched the first six episodes and then had I watched the second two. The other After one. Secret, it's Friend. 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 Which is yeah, that where they, <laughs> they, ki- they kiss at, at the uh, at the bowling alley. Mm. Oh, that's a good kiss. Mm-hmm. That's a good kiss. Every kiss is a good kiss. True. Okay? Like, Fair. Valid. So quick summary. Great kisses. Great kisses. <laughs> Super good kisses. Made um, me feel things. Okay? So Great cute. kisses. Little little summary. Um, it just takes place around a bunch of kids in uh, in high school. Yeah, the yeah. UK version of high school. So um, most of the characters Secondary. are not like right below sixth form. And so I think sixth form is the equivalent of 12th grade or 11th grade. Stop or no, I'm Stop lying. Me. This is all a lie. Never mind. Oh. Um, most of the characters are like 14, 15. Um, one of the other characters, main characters, Nick, he's um, 16. So he's older mm-hmm. than the other main character, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next season, I think uh, Nick is going to go into sixth form, which is essentially 12th grade. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yes, our main characters, Charlie and Nick. Um, so kind of just, it's kind of like a, I'm going to use an anime show ch- uh, term here, slice of life. You know, you just... It's just the daily comings and goings of kids going to school and whatever. Um, yeah. And um, Charlie, he's already known around the school as being gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes his and life he had a been bullied school. The yes. previous, he's continuing to be bullied, but apparently it was very bad before. Yes, very bad before. Um, and is Nick like new to the school or is he no. always there, but no. they just sat together in class and they just got to know each other? No. Uh, he's been there at school, and so basically their version of homeroom, it's the new year, so their homeroom stuff changed, and so they're mingling with different kids in different years, and so that's how Charlie and Nick first meet, and it's literally, it's literally love at first sight. And Charlie knows it, Nick doesn't, but he feels very warm inside about it. And it's so precious. There's yeah. so With little cute. animations. Yes. Yeah. It seems like we mostly get it, get the point of view of Charlie. There is a little mm-hmm. bit happening with Nick, like kind of later on, but it seems mm-hmm. like it's mostly, especially the comic, mm-hmm. is kind of more from Charlie's point of view. Um, so we kind of see his like back and forth. Does he like me? Do I like him? Is he gay? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Friends, help mm-hmm. me out. Like it's mm-hmm. just all very like internal monologuing a little bit, internal thoughts and stuff as well. Um, but so sweet. These boys are so precious and all their friends are pretty good too, except, uh, except for the one kid that gets annoying. Um, Tao? Tao. A little bit. Okay. A so little bit. Tao, 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 Tao has, has his damage, own thing though. But he's, he has the best intentions. Just I liked Tao in the comic it. more than in the show. Yeah. He was so much in the show and he's really cute and I love him and Elle's relationship. Um, yeah. In the comic. Yeah. Super cute. They're so cute. I love them so much. I think they really behaved like teenagers. It is a very, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. W- the way that they talk to each other and behave, especially Tao's behavior. Yes. <laughs> they act like they're 16, 15. Yes. Everything is the end of the world slash a very stressful time in your life where you're not sure about who you were and who you're going to become. And it's very, very well done way of describing and feeling those things as a young person you know and i think people do feel like this older in life but when you're growing up and you have puberty and it's like the the hormones are fucking crazy when you're a teenager so it's like you (laughs) just feel yeah so i think that they really do a good job with all the characters and the way that they're uneasy about things especially when you have a crush 
that is a, a very vulnerable time in, in anybody's life when you have a crush on somebody and you kind of have these insane scenarios going on in your head. The two main characters really do have a relationship that I think is honestly more mature than a lot of relationships that we see. Yeah. And in queer relationships too that we've seen on shows, mm-hmm. they they treat each other very, very well. And typically in queer shows, it's not always like that. They're, you know, backstabbing each other. One of them dies or something. It's horrible. And this time it's like, oh, they love each other and they're communicating. And that's very healthy. And they have a very healthy relationship for most of it. And so we expect it to become a not healthy relationship. And it's still healthy. And it's good. And they talk to each other about how they're feeling. And And because we're dealing with teens, you know, you have... You have the shitty stuff that happens with bullying, obviously, because yeah. kids are yeah. fuckers. Um, and, and their social status. Yes. In their friends. That and, matters to them. Yes. And so we still have a lot of those kind of, like, I would very much like to just have a show where just the two people like each other and nothing bad happens. Like, yeah. it's just it's just perfect yeah. from the get-go and they're just good. But I like well, that this was, we're, you know, I like that we're getting we're getting closer. That like, yes, the two together are perfect. They are perfect. They are great to each other. Like it's perfect. Um, kind of talking oppositely toward like manga and like anime. There are a lot of um, gay stories in anime and manga, but the but the the relationships can be written very differently and very mm-hmm. very differently. But I like that yeah. they are kind of um, kind of moving towards better relate like better writing of relationships because even even straight relationships in manga can be iffy too like it's just like like, this doesn't seem right something is not something's not good here but there are some new manga coming out where the relationships are much like heartstopper they're very good they're very not triggering toxic (laughs) toxic like so I really like the way the way that we are heading. So it's it's very it's very promising. It's very promising. If you keep hearing yeah, they, stuff they on say my that. side, it's pod. He's either rubbing his face on my mic or he's meowing. So just deal. I kept waiting yeah. for the other shoe to drop. Like something bad's mm-hmm. gonna happen. Nick's gonna be mean to Charlie. He's gonna yeah. ask to leave because he's like, I'm not gay. But that never happened. And that's so no. rare and it's so good to see because so many people are coming out and they need to see healthy representation, healthy communication. And mm-hmm. when you actually read the comics, you do find out. And the side books, the novellas, like um, Nick and Charlie and This Winter, you find out that Nick and Charlie don't really have good role models for communication. Like Charlie's parents mm-hmm. are problematic stupid in their own way and Mm -hmm. nick and his dad have a hard relationship and his mom his mom's wonderful (laughs) olivia cole mom yeah olivia cole mom Mom! um in the show (laughs) i love it but like they don't have good elder parental relationships relating to communication and yet nick and charlie are able to communicate things without blaming each other for feeling the way that they feel the better yes. parental you kind of have in the comic are the teachers. Yes. And I love the little side. So if you read the webcomic, there's a cute little side comic that comes out about the teachers. And uh, it's pretty fucking cute. Yeah. So ah. definitely read that. Yeah. Something else that I really love about Alice Oseman's work is that it's representative without feeling like it's trying too hard. Like when you actually look at the dynamic of the characters, you have the L's, the G's, the B's, the T's. Mm-hmm. No A so far, but like the Q's, one hundred percent, and people of different body sizes and um, races. It's it's so diverse without feeling forced, without feeling fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the comics, which I I kind of hope that they get to like Charlie's actually like um, Spanish, um, like his grandparents are from oh. Spain. Oh, cool. And cool. Um, Nick's dad is from France and so there's there's some diversity in the main characters as well but I don't I don't think Joe Locke is is Spanish um and that would be wrong to to not blackface it but whatever it would be oh, like I hope like, they don't do that 
like tan face it or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the terminology the, for that uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even the the side relationship, so Tao and L and L is trans and is played by a trans mm-hmm. woman and oh, mm-hmm. iconic. Um the women who play Tara and Darcy are wonderful and they are just spot on from the comics as yes. well. So cute yes. too. So perfect. They're and so cute. The one character that is not in the comics but seems to take the space of somebody else that is is Isaac. And and I think it was like a ask me anything that Alice Osman did on their um, Instagram. Somebody was just like, I'm getting like aromantic and asexual vibes from Isaac was that intentional and Alice said yes so we we got that as well too I don't know if they are going to add in um the person that is uh taking the place or going to add in Oled who's a character in the comics that Isaac Mm kind of took the place of I don't know if that's true but they've already done an open casting call for another character Sahar who is a larger-bodied um, person in the comics, and that was mm-hmm. part of the casting call, like South Asian descent, um, larger-bodied um, mm-hmm. person, no acting experience needed, and I, I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for season two. Oh, season two is gonna be so good. Yeah, I'm gonna cry so much. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, they're really so. Yeah. Since Casey and I have read the comic, we're a bit more aware of what's gonna come, um, but it does get. They do delve into some more, like, mental health stuff, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. with Charlie. Um, so it's... Um, Fun fact, Charlie has trauma. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to see all of it. Yeah. It's going to be... But we're going to see some really healthy conversations around mental health, especially from Nick and his mom. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be awesome because Nick is the more... If we had to put a label on it, the more masculine, the more traditional kind of guy. And he's Mm -hmm. able to have this wonderful conversation with his mom multiple times about mental health. And she is so supportive and they work together to best support Charlie, who needs it, who desperately needs that because he doesn't, he hasn't really had it before. And so, (laughs) hi, Pop. (laughs) Hey, little chirpy boy. Are we going to get Nick's shit, brother? Oh, absolutely we are. Oh, fuck off. Absolutely we are. Yeah. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. There's actually a character that's not going to be in the show, and that's Charlie's little brother. Yeah, like Oliver or something. Yeah. I forgot. Well, Charlie has a added. younger sister. Yeah, somebody sister. asked Alice about that, and she's like, he didn't really add to the story. No. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. He just was kind of well. like a pet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an eight-year-old child is a pet. Sure. Yeah. The equivalent okay. of... Well, actually, Nick's dog had more of a part in the story oh, yeah. than, than Charlie's little brother. Yeah, we love Nellie. Nellie's, Nellie's so, so good. So Nellie's good. I, I went to Paris recently, and I was there when the cast was there, and no one told me until the day after, like the day of at night, and I I was staying right near the Eiffel yeah, Tower. Yeah, it was me, and, and they, I told you. Yeah, well, Mickey told oh, me to. Get too. on that better. And I was like... I was like, oh my god! Like, I gotta go find them. But like, I was like, where, where are they gonna be? The next day, I figured out that they were at the Musée d'Orsay, and I wasn't like super, super far away, but I had somewhere to be, so I couldn't go to the Musée d'Orsay and like scope them out. But I felt so bad. I just, I was very close to them. I was like right near the Eiffel Tower. I've been there, city in the same zip code as them. Yes, I was at the Eiffel Tower. If not the same time, at least hours within hours of them, and I just like I was like, oh, <laughs> like so you that's know, always uh, so close, but not close enough. No. With I know famous people, <laughs> especially Timmy. Oh, oh god, everything. I mean, truly though, I I feel like I just put myself in places sometimes, and there just happens to be famous people there, and I'm like, this is this, you know, like it drives me crazy. Not that it really matters, but I totally would have talked to these guys. I I totally would have gone up to them because I just, I love them. (laughs) And a lot of them are younger than me. Most of them are younger than me. And I feel a little bit less weird about talking to people who are younger than me versus people who are older than me. (laughs) Let's talk about some of the things that we really liked about the show. Like when you think of the show, like, 
What's your favorite kiss that happens in the show? Favorite kiss? Yeah. Because I already have mine. I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. All the kisses are good, but... Again, Keisha's yeah. probably seen the show more times than me, so... I'm trying to remember. How many times do they kiss? Describe to me. Describe to me in detail <laughs> how, how the kisses are. I could do that, honestly. I, I really I fucking could. Which, okay, so my favorite kiss is in episode four, and it is mm-hmm. their third kiss. It is mm-hmm. after... Uh, Nick kind of runs away from Charlie to, like, go fucking deal with his shit friends that he's not even really friends with. And so Charlie goes home and is sad, wakes up in the morning to Nick at his house, and they go upstairs. Yeah. Nick is soaking wet. Charlie is yes. in the rain. Love that one. I was going to say and, that one, too. And Charlie is like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have kissed you. And Nick is trying his best to get this man's damn attention, grabs and he his just face. Jumps- and kisses uh, him. This is too much. That I can't see. I had teared up the episode before when they first had their kiss mm-hmm. in the this, floor of the house. Yeah, yeah. This kiss though, where Nick fully grabs Charlie, makes me cry every time I watch it. It is just they've really captured the feeling of of kissing somebody of the same gender for the same time, and just feeling how right that can be. How like mm-hmm. meant to be that is like that is the way it's supposed to feel like for for queer people, mm-hmm. and I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they've captured like the feeling inside, the way it looks, the just like feeling of taking like a breath of fresh air for the first time ever, and and then immediately Nick is like, I'm having a full on gay crisis, and and Charlie yeah. is there with him. Like there's no there's no boundary crossing here. But there's just this deep understanding of Charlie understands what Nick is going through and he's going to be there for him. And he's just so happy to be there yeah. with him during this time. I love him. I love this show so much. It's a beautiful relationship and it's very, very young love as well. So there's all those emotions of your first love, really. Mm-hmm. And so there's that and like the comfort, like you were saying. I think the actors really lend it to that. I think they do an excellent job. It's probably the writing, but also the actors. It's everything. It's the, the direction, the production, the lighting. Like, we don't notice these things when we're, you know, watching anything random, but it really matters. And they did an excellent job with this show. Mm-hmm. British people sometimes really do have a lot of, um, British productions have a lot of leeway with these kind of things. And honestly, I've seen a lot of British shows that are just, they really go there. They really don't hold back a lot and you know there's been a lot of there's a long history of british shows that because they're not syndicated um in the same way they don't have to like break for ads and shit like Mm -hmm. they just have so much more depth to them a lot of the times and they'll explore things and subjects that you never see in american television at least as as less dramatic because american television is can be incredibly oversaturated and dramatic oftentimes and so then you're kind of left with a bare minimum of what a show used to be or what it's trying to be mm-hmm. even though they're trying to write things that are deep you know they'll write at, about any subject that anybody's going through but it's like what what's the quality right you're not going to get it all to be as good as some some british shows really introduce a lot of things and you know like i said there's a long history it started like with things like earlier went to like skins went to you know mm-hmm. my mad fat diary stuff like that and it's like this is we my expect this diary. stuff from from british that. television so it's just another you know another thing that that people can really relate to teens yeah older people and a lot of people right and it's great it's on netflix it's great that netflix produced it they try to do that as well with like um uh, sex education which is more of like a sex comedy but it's still like a british situation as well so they have kind of a a balance with that one but it's still like you know they're trying to explore things that they don't always explore in american television and yeah i mean british people know what they're doing sometimes <laughs> and you know re-watching it i noticed something that i didn't notice like the first maybe even the second time i watched it so at the end of the second episode Nick's in his room and he grabs his computer. Orla Gartland's Why Am I Like This is playing in the background and he looks up, Am I Gay? 
And then mm-hmm. at the beginning of the third episode, he's still there. And he takes, like, an am I gay quiz. He gets, like, mm-hmm. 64% homosexual. <laughs> and yeah. But then he starts looking up conversion therapy. He starts looking up his conversion therapy right for him. And he's crying because it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, Bullying. we see him kissing Charlie. And, oh, God, I looked at, like, the, um, the scene notes for that. And it's like the first kiss is really timid, just trying to understand. And the second kiss is like an explosion of passion and like mm-hmm. very clear that they want each other. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to cry. But it just like that, that flip, that like wondering that, that terrifying understanding of yourself in that way. And then finding somebody to do it safely with, to explore that mm-hmm. part of himself. So good. But you guys didn't answer. What's your favorite kiss? <laughs> Oh yeah, the, I mean the, that the, one. The, second, the, the the one with the rain, that one. Oh, I like it. The one I like the, as well. Wait, the one mine or the one when um, Nick leaves Charlie's house and Charlie runs after him and kisses him under the umbrella. I like that one best. That one's good. I also like it when Nick takes Charlie into the into the back at, during the rugby game. Oh that yeah, one's, that one's also really good. Mm. <laughs> We're in the hallway. Oh, who cares? <laughs> hmm. I think you need to rewatch it. I think I need to rewatch it. It's been a while. I'm down. Your brain forgets things, Emily. My brain I forgets swear, like... so quick. I yeah, it, it really does. It really does. Um, I also like the little animated like leaves that kind of fly around in the show. It. Oh, mm-hmm. Stop it. Okay. If you're hearing a lot of extra, it's probably he's rubbing his face on the microphone, okay? He's, I'm sorry. Or when Nick lot. goes to, like, take Charlie's hand when Charlie's sleeping yeah, and then there's, like, the electricity. Then... <laughs> <laughs> so good. The I show notes much. for that is amazing. Oh, my it. God. And then right after that, they say my favorite line, I think, in all of the comics and the show is, like, uh, Charlie has like the blanket over his head and his shoulders and he's walking Nick out and Nick's like I wish I didn't have to go and Charlie's like I wish you didn't have to go either and then Nick goes you look so cuddly like that and just grabs Charlie in a big hug and then right uh, after Tori Charlie's uh, sister goes I don't think he's straight <laughs> <laughs> but oh so good, so you good. look so cuddly like that like he totally what? falls for him so hard. Say. Oh my god! The oh, little really the little much. animated leaves uh, remind me of this um, anime that I like. It's also um, gay boys, and um, <laughs> but they're so like boys love boys love. Yeah, it's, I don't like it to be a genre. I just wanted to, I just want to be able to say romance. That's it. I yeah. just I just wanted to say romance. It I know. Need and to just be to have thing. people understand what I'm talking about. So yeah, I don't just we'll get there like it's not a genre it is just a romance okay anyway but so with the, sorry cat hair um and so <laughs> with with like the little animated like leaves that happen in Heartstopper, there's a uh, little geometric shapes that kind of show up whenever um it's in sasaki and miyano that's the that's the anime that i really like um and whenever they have a moment like just triangles and squares and mm. circles kind of like show up and like this this swelling music starts mm. playing and it's it's really cute they that show really does a really good job that's kind of what i was talking about like it's a newer manga anime where their mm. relationship does not feel toxic mm-hmm. so it's just it's it's good and it these these two shows um are very good yeah make me happy the music in this show is also really really good yeah. the mm-hmm. the music that's in it is super curated um and the like the music that was created for the show like the score and everything feels so perfect like it feels like it's a chunk out of time Mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. very present the texting the technology the googling they're not idiots can we talk about this texting because it was just on instagram like they're using instagram messaging amazing why i dm my friends all the time i'm like I have friends who I literally only talk to on Instagram. I mean, I think... Why do I need to have 50 messaging apps? Goodness gracious. I don't... It's true. 
I don't understand it. I mean, I do have a few people that I really mainly only message on Instagram. But, like, at some point, like, Tao and and Charlie have been friends forever. Oh, yeah. And, like, they only message on Instagram. Come on. Right? Yeah. I don't know what the deal was with that. Um Maybe, it, was maybe it wasn't supposed to look like Instagram, but I mean, but it, it was. It was just Instagram. That's very true. It was. Um, they probably wanted to keep it standard for the people who were creating the title, like the way that they did it on top of the mm-hmm. screen, right? The superficial stuff so mm-hmm. that you could see it clearly and it would be the same color every time and it wouldn't be like they had to redo everything. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but generally I like that they don't ignore that they have phones. They don't ignore that they're like able to text each other and talk like with that way, because that's how people communicate these days. It's not like, it's not been, you know, it's been like that for like decades now, but it's just like, they still in other shows and think people just completely ignore that you can track people on your phone or text them or like things that people actually do and like actually communicate and Mm -hmm. it feels very real. It's good. Um, Apparently, Kit Connor, um, who plays Nick, initially auditioned for the role of Charlie, (laughs) which is hysterical because he is like a spitting image of Nick in the comics. Like, he's Mm. perfect casting. Absolutely phenomenal casting. Also, he bullies um, Joe Locke in real life um, because apparently Joe drinks a lot of coffee and so before like their kissing scenes joe would be drinking coffee and kit does not drink coffee <laughs> like, nah. like coffee breath is just yeah not good they're both very tall as well yeah like joe seems like he'd be taller than than kit but no they're no. like both they're both like six feet tall like they're so tall <laughs> yeah. also fun fact the the guy that plays ben hope who is a bully to Charlie, mm-hmm. um, played by Sebastian Croft. Sebastian mm-hmm. Croft and Joe Locke are dating in real life. They're cute. And sure he was are. he was part of the lads on tour as well. Yes, that went to Paris. <laughs> his um, Instagram on like the the about me section on his Instagram says Ben Hope Hate Club president. I think <laughs> <laughs> the trivia was kind of lacking. On a, yeah, on I think IMDb I know more trivia off the top of my head than Casey trivia. Um, um, I mean, now I'm just gonna pull from what we just read. Uh, Alice Oseman's books can be seen on Charlie's bookcase. Um, oh, also in one of cute. she's also in the eighth episode. Yeah, when they're on the train going to the beach. Yes. Um, oh yeah, so cute. In one of the they go to Eastbourne that because that's a spoiler for one of the other books. Um, oh, I've, I've been to that beach. <laughs> The beach in the in the eighth episode? Yes, it's in Eastbourne. It's where they filmed um, Angus Thong's A Perfect Snogging. Oh! Is it really? We recently watched that. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. Because <laughs> Raymond had never seen it. Yeah. Um, what else? Give me a character. I'll think of a trivia. Well, we might want to <laughs> close out soon. How long is it? Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> we've, been going for a, we've been going for a bit. Oops, let me think if there's something I wanted to say about any of these things that I haven't said already. We can do some plot keywords for both of the shows. Yes, why don't you do that, Emily? Um, We just read these just to kind of see what they say. So for Our Flag Means Death, which we didn't do during that segment, but uh, we're going to read them. The plot keywords are non-binary, HBO Max, pirate, ship, captain. There you go. That's the show. Okay, excellent. Glad there's non-binary in there. Well, I know, but we just looked at the first. Okay five okay. on the list because this is this is what imdb thinks the show is those are the plot keywords okay all right and then Heartstopper, we've got scroll 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 here we go gay transgender bisexual lgbtq based on webcomic that's the show mm-hmm. that's it that's Ooh, all you yes. need to know there you go yes excellent that's it could I mean could it's have great when they really... romance in there? That's you know, all. That's we could have romance. Could have you know dog. I mean, <laughs> could really have England or British, yeah, British TV or something yeah. like that. I, mean, I love yeah. I love that tag based on web comic. I'm gonna look at the other ones. Hold on, that is oh, good. Let's check it out. Hot stopper number one. A lot of uh, 
What's a that? lot of What's mangas that? turned TV shows on here. What's that? Sweet Home. I, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Uh, Love Alicia. We, we watched, watched that. that. <laughs> <laughs> we were bears based on a webcomic. What? I didn't know that. I didn't either. Well, it's different from being like a webcomic versus being a graphic novel or you know, comic series. True. It's different because webcomics are very specifically on the internet. Mm-hmm. But this is both. This is like physical and digital. Speaking right? of the webcomic. This so is missing True Beauty. True Beauty is a webcomic. Hello. The, the last comic like, strip, last episode on Webtoon for Heartstopper that Alice posted. They, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger. They, oh, man. They left us hanging. And I, and I respect it. They need they got their own health to deal with. They have so many things on their plate. But Jesus Christ. We're boyfriends. Um, they left it. They left it. Um, they left it. Uh, they left it. They left it. And, you know, if somebody else reads it because of this and they're like, wow, I can't believe they left it there. Read the Nick and Charlie book. It's very short. I listened to it in an hour as an audiobook through Libby. Just listen just listen to that because you'll get a little bit of a resolution oh. to the thing. Okay. To the thing that, that it's left off at. <laughs> it, yeah. No spoilers. Um, you'll just have to read it because yeah. it's also just really good, so you should read it. Don't mm-hmm. be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Rent it from your local library. So like aggressive. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Just read it if you want to. Um, okay. Any other lasting comments? Because we, we got to close this out. I know we could talk about this for hours, but no. I'm going to rewatch it. You know what? Maybe I will, too. Yeah, you will. I have too much shit to watch. I don't have time. I'm, oh, maybe later. We're finishing the Orville. We are rewatching so that we could watch the newest season. The new season. Of the Orville. Yeah, yeah, the New Horizons one. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, okay, but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> um, thank you. So much, Casey. You're welcome. For joining us Yes, today. thanks for joining. This is a perfect episode for you to come on. I love gay shit. Because I yes. love gay shit. Exciting. Gay shit is good. Gay shit is great. Gay shit on TV is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let us know if you want to be on any other episode. Oh, yeah. Casey wanted to do like a... Like a, a drunk a, next a drunk gen. next gen episode. So maybe we'll figure that out. Um, yes. Don't really know what That's that That's possible for sure. But... If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. Uh, please follow our social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. Um, if you want to email us, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have merch, so please check that out. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye! Bye-bye! Bye! Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 